Hey, how's it going? My name is Stephen Marks and welcome to the Spirit and Truth podcast. My purpose with all of these teachings is to equip you with the word of God and help you understand your authority, your power, your victory and mission as a believer in Jesus Christ. So you go from glory to glory and victory to victory by the power of Holy Spirit who lives in you. So enjoy, God bless and let's get our generation saved. Hey, welcome to, I think it's episode number five for the Walking in Authority and Power of Jesus season. I'm so excited to be with you again. Um, I'm just like every single time I've been recording an episode, I've been getting so excited for it. So I hope it's the same with you. If so, let me know. Give a review. Send me a message. I want to know how these things are impacting you and the kind of questions that you have as a result of them. Also, this is a new mic, so hoping that this is actually like decent sound now i know before it's been a little bit staticky and i I apologize for that but it's the best with what i got so we're going to dive straight into it as we always do um point uh the first point that i want to make for today um for this podcast podcast number five is getting a grip for the old testament standard all right the podcast i just released yesterday talked about understanding the standard that was set for the 12 and the 72 right these guys that are going out not with the holy spirit but just simply because jesus said so go and heal the sick go proclaim the kingdom they went and raised the dead cleansed the leopard and healed all and every affliction and disease that was their standard right so now what does it look like for old testament what's their standard and I want to point out specifically who are the people anointed, all right? Who are the people empowered by God in the Old Testament? Because it's very different to the New Testament. So in the Old Testament, you've got your priest, your prophet, and your king. Those are the three people who ever encounter anointing, right? We know Jesus was the prophet, ultimate priest, ultimate, uh, ultimate prophet, and ultimate king. That's why they call him king of kings, lord of lords. That's why he is that great high priest. Hebrews talks about that. And that's why Jesus even said himself, a prophet is not welcome in his own hometown, right? Or Moses prophesying about it said, one day they're gonna, uh, God will raise up a prophet among you, talking about Jesus, right? So Jesus is all three of those. He is all three of the anointings in one because he declares to us the things that are to come because he is our propitiation, I think is the word. It's the satisfaction of God's wrath for sin in this world. He takes that for us. That's the priest, right? Making atonement and then king because he gives us all rule and authority and power over the enemy because the enemy's under his feet he sits at the right hand of god he is the king of kings and the lord of lords right so there you see it the three in one but in the old testament the three were separate the priest was not the prophet and the prophet wasn't the priest and the prophet wasn't the king and the king wasn't the prophet or the priest that's how it worked that's why we see king david who's anointed but oh that was a special one actually he was um like a foreshadow a messianic foreshadow right where he was anointed, but he also prophesied. That's why there's so much prophetic stuff in the Psalms, because he's starting to declare things that are to come, right? So David is anointed, he's king. Then you think about Samuel, anointed to be a prophet. You think about all the prophets, Micah, Malachi, Jeremiah, all these guys are prophets. They're mouthpieces for the Lord, right? And so you constantly see it throughout Scripture, particularly in the Old Testament, it's, and the word of God came to me and said. And for a long time, I just read over that and was like, huh, that sounds cool. Don't know what the heck it means, but it sounds cool. And if you think about it, it's actually really deep. God is spirit, right? God's spirit. 
He's not physical. He's a spirit. That's what it says in the Bible. And so spiritual things don't necessarily exert or displace material things. That's why we know Jesus could walk through a wall. That's why he just appeared, right? Even when he was raised from the dead. But yet he could still eat a fish. So it's like this weird thing that we actually can't quite comprehend this side of heaven. Because he operates on a totally different playing field. And we're going to be there, right? Paul says we're going to be changed in the twinkling of an eye. So this is an important thing. So what is the word of the Lord? What are we talking about? Well, God in the beginning created the world. He spoke it into existence by the word of God. So Father, by the word, spoke the world into being. And the power that it happened is Holy Spirit. So the word is Jesus. How do you know that? Well, John 1 verse 1 says, In the beginning was the Word, the Word was with God, and the Word was God. Right? And then in John 1 verse 14, it says, And the Word became flesh and dwelt among us. That's Jesus. So, Jesus is the Word of God. So when it says, The Word of the Lord came to me, or the Word of God came to me, saying, And the Lord said, Those things are Jesus. Bang. Hands down. And when the power of God moves, that's Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit is the power and presence of God. That's what it is. You've got to remember it's three in one. Three distinct persons and attributes, but one God at the end of the day. So Holy Spirit is God. Jesus is God. Father is God. But Jesus is not Father and He's not Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit's not Jesus and He's not Father and Father's not Holy Spirit or Jesus. It's very different. But they each have very distinct roles to play and engage with us every single day. It is the reality. So what I wanted you just to understand is the standard of the Old Testament, right? That's the Old Covenant. We're no longer operating in the Old Covenant. Literally, I think it's 2 Corinthians 3 talks about the New Covenant that we have has even more glory than the Old Covenant. And so then you need to ask yourself, what was the kind of things happening in the Old Covenant? Because you've got to know. So turn with me to 2 Kings. This is just for like... The meantime, I mean, you think about Samuel, oh my goodness, story of Goliath, like that's not a joke. You think about David, I mean, there are stories of the man killing 40,000 people in battle, taking down 7,000 chariots, people outrunning chariots, like on foot. That's Elijah, right? Like insane, insane stories. But Second Kings 4, I think, is one of the best places just to start for the sake of time and getting this point across. I want to show you that creative miracles was a thing, right? Elisha, this is now after he has been anointed, right? It says, Elisha helps a poor widow. Chapter 4, verse 1, it says, One day the widow of a member of a group of prophets came to Elisha and cried out, My husband who served you is dead, and you know how he feared the Lord. But now a creditor has come threatening to take my two sons as slaves. What can I do to help you? Elijah asked. He's like, literally, get to the problem. What do you want? What do you need? Tell me what to do. Sorry, tell me what do you have in your house? Nothing at all except a flask of olive oil, she replied. And Elisha said, borrow as many empty jars as you can from your friends and your neighbors. Then go into your house. Wow. Go into your house with your sons and shut the door behind you, right? Just like what, um, what I've been sharing with regards to the prayer secrets, the importance to shut the door behind you. We're seeing that even here, right? Shut the door behind you. Pour olive oil from your flask into the jar, setting each one aside when it is filled. So she did as she was told. She, you got to remember, you got to do what 
the word says. That's what James says. James 1, I think it's verse 19 to 25, literally says, don't be a hearer of the word, but be a doer of the word. And when you are a doer of the word, you're going to be blessed in everything that you do. All right. So she does what she was told. Her sons kept bringing her jars and she filled one after another. Soon every container was filled to the brim. Bring me a dr- another jar, she said to one of her sons. There aren't any more, he told her. And the olive oil stopped flowing. When she told the man of God what had happened, he said to her, Now sell the olive oil and pay your debts, and you and your sons can live on what is left over. Hands down, provision, inheritance, taking care of all debts, sorted out in a matter of a day. That's why when you hook up with the Lord and when you start taking the word of God seriously, you realize there is huge potential for you to walk in the same power and authority of Jesus Christ. It's the reality because these guys are operating in a shadow of what we have right now. We have Holy Spirit, the same power that raised Jesus Christ from the dead dwelling inside of us. That's what the word of God says. We need to act on that, right? And it's important to do that. So second point that I want to hit, we are now better off than the disciples and the Old Testament anointed. That is the reality. We are better off than the disciples and the Old Testament anointed. You've got to get that in your spirit. Why do I say that? Let me show you. Go with me to John 16. Oh, thank you, Jesus. It's just so cool when we can get a grip of this and actually start to walk in it. Because you're going to see miracles are going to break out left, right, and center. You can pray for people and they'll be healed. Okay, look at this. John 16, the work of the Holy Spirit. This is what it says. Sorry, fiddling here. I want to read this in ESV. I'm like switching between a couple different Bibles and this is unhelpful. All right, John 16. Did I not say these things to you from the beginning because I was with you? But now I am going to him who sent me and none of you asked me, where are you going? Because I have said these things, your, uh, these things to you, sorrow has filled your heart. Nevertheless, I tell you the truth, it is to your advantage, or you are better off because I go away. For if I do not go away, the helper, Holy Spirit, counselor, or guide, or advocate will not come to you. But if I do go away, I will send him to you. And when he comes, he will convict the world concerning sin and righteousness and judgment. Concerning sin, because they haven't believed in me. Concerning righteousness, because I go to the Father. And you will see me no longer. And concerning judgment, because the ruler of this world, or Satan, is already judged. I still have many things to say to you, but you cannot bear them now because you need the Holy Spirit to discern them. When the Spirit of truth comes, He will guide you into all the truth. What's the truth? The Word of God. John 17, 17 says so. For He will speak, not on His own authority, but whatever He hears, He will speak. Who speaks? Father. He speaks to Holy Spirit. And he will declare to you the things that are to come. He will glorify me, for he will take what is mine and declare it to you. And all that the Father has is mine. Therefore, I said that he will take what is mine and declare it to you. In other words, everything that belongs to Father belongs to Jesus, which belongs to the Holy Spirit, which is living in us. So... Every bit of provision lives inside of you. Holy Spirit, it's why you have all authority in heaven and earth living inside of you. That's not a joke. That's not a small thing. That is not something to be lied about. It's not, oh, this just applies to spiritual matters and actually I just live my life and just hope for the best. Every aspect of your life gets influenced now. That's what Psalm 1 says. 
You're like a, if when you delight yourself in the law of the Lord and you start walking in the authority and power of Jesus, you're going to watch your life transform. You'll be like a tree planted beside still uh, streams of water, right? Who yields its fruit in its season and its leaf doesn't wither. In all you do, you prosper. In all, that means academics, that means relationships, that means business, that means family, that means sport. Every single thing. Does God care about it? Yes, he does. Why? Because he cares about you. Because he's put you above and beyond anyone and everyone else when you decide to link up with him. It says he makes you the head and never the tail. He says he'll make you far above, far above all your enemies, far above all other humankind who doesn't believe in Jesus. That's why I've been hitting it home that you're a different breed, right? So check it out. Go with me to Galatians 3, right? I'm going to try and finish this up. These are big points though. You've got to get this into your spirit. Galatians 3 verse 9, verse 7. Know then that it is those of faith who are the sons of Abraham, right? So now we go all the way back to Genesis and that's all the blessings upon Abraham are now ours. As the scriptures foreseeing that God would justify the Gentiles by faith, preach the gospel beforehand to Abraham, saying, In you shall the nations be blessed. So then, those who are of faith are blessed along with Abraham, the man of faith. That verse 9 is deep. We're blessed along with Abraham, right? The man of faith. Now 13, Christ has redeemed us from the curse of the law by becoming a curse for us, for it's written, curse to everyone who's hanged on a tree. So then, in Christ Jesus, the blessing of Abraham might come to the Gentiles or anyone who believes, so that we might receive the promise of the Holy Spirit through faith, right? Through faith. Now verse no, uh, 29, this is deep. And if you are Christ's, then you are Abraham's offspring, heirs according to the promise. Again, meaning every single promise in Scripture applies to you. You need to receive every single one of those promises. There's 8,810 promises that apply to you. Your transformation, your victory, your um, success, your building up, your growth, your advancement. That's what the promises apply to. That's what they're for, right? And they apply to you because, go with me um, to 2 Corinthians 3. Because you're a minister of a new covenant. Now, I'm going to go over a little bit in this recording because this is important. You've got to get this. Um, you've got to get this in your spirit. Check it out. And you, verse 3, 2 Corinthians 3, verse 3. And you show that you are... Um, a letter of Christ delivered by us, written not with ink, but with the spirit of the living God. Not on tablets of stone, but on tablets of the human heart. Just like Ezekiel 36 and 37 prophesied, right? This applies to us. Check out this. Now, verse 7. Now, if the ministry of death, or we're talking about the Old Testament, the Old Covenant, carved in letters of stone, ten tablet, the, the tablets, right, came with such glory that the Israelites could not gaze at Moses' face because of its glory, which was being brought to an end, which is the fulfillment of Jesus, right, because he was perfect, he fulfilled the law for us, will not the ministry of the Spirit, that is the Holy Spirit now that we have received, have even more glory? For if there was glory in the ministry of condemnation, the ministry of righteousness must far exceed it in glory. It's straightforward because 2 Corinthians 5 verse 21 says, He, God, made him, Jesus, to be sin 
even though he knew no sin, for us, so that in him, we, you and me, who believe in Jesus, might become the righteousness of God in Christ. Hallelujah. That is what it's about. So, that is our ticket to walking in the authority and power of Jesus, is actually being able to receive and get a grip on the fact that we are better off than the disciples and the Old Testament prophets and anointed ones, right? The priests and the kings. We are better off. We're anointed with the Holy Spirit and power. And so you're actually called not to think about and wait for something to happen, but to make something happen because Holy Spirit lives in you and you have the mind of Christ. Hallelujah. That was an intense episode. You need to get every single thing that I spoke. It's deep, but it's real and it's true and it's in the word of God and it applies to you and it applies to me. So I pray for a blessing upon you in the mighty name of Jesus. And I look forward to being with you tomorrow. Cheers.